Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Hello. Welcome to The Missing Piece, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Saturday, Angie. You too. Today, we are going to address a question. That we get asked a lot. That we get asked a lot, yes. 10 years as gym owners... 12 years in the fitness space, and I get asked all the time, what sport did you play? And that's what I'm going to tell you as soon as I do this quick little promo. So if you want to come hang with us outside of the podcast, head on over to missingpeacepodcast.com. We've got all the old episodes of the podcast are linked up right there. Our free Facebook group is linked up right there. We do all sorts of free trainings in there, every single, multiple trainings per week. Uh, You can see what's going on with our anti-diet 12-week coaching program. You can see when the next round starts. You can go to our website, which, you know, if that's the thing people do anymore, head on over to our website, see what's going on. Cool. Cool. And, and I guess I should say the website does have two really cool free resources. We got a resource of how to put together your own at-home strength training workout. And then also the weekend nutrition blueprint, because so many people sabotage their progress on the weekends. Yep. They struggle. And so it's just an easy guide to shift your paradigm and and get going there. So, all right. Without further ado, Ange, what's, what sport do you think I played? Oh, well, if I well, didn't, I mean, you know, when you first met, me. yeah, when I first met you, yeah. well, if you guys don't know, Paul's like six, two, he's pretty tall. So when I look at you and I look at your build, if I was going to pick one, I actually thought baseball player, you just look like one to me. Don't show, don't show. I played a little T-ball. Yeah. I played a little T-ball. I played a little little league. What sport do you think I played? I know what sport you played. You played no, soccer. No, but remember, you got to pretend that you wouldn't. <laughs> just by looking at me. Yeah, but I know that you played soccer. I didn't. You played. You well. You did a lot of stuff too. I did a lot. Yeah. So you know. But growing up, what did you do? Growing up, what did I do? That's right. I did not do really any sports. So I, um, you know, I, I had a normal. I, I think background as a kid. So, you know, I did little league and karate and basketball and park district type stuff. And, you know, yeah, I, that age where you're trying everything out, we're trying everything out. Yeah. And, you know, it was, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, you know, in the nineties. So obviously basketball was a thing with Michael Jordan and all that stuff. Um, but I, I did start school a year early or, you know, however you want to say it. So by junior high, I was, you know, that's a really noticeable difference physically. And, you know, you're not really playing Little League in junior high anymore. At least that wasn't a thing back then. And then to play on your school team, you know, was a little bit more competitive. And I was just a shrimp, you know. I was going to say, you didn't get your growth spurt till like end of high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, definitely. I mean, yeah, middle high school. But by the time I was, you know, kind of grown. By the time I grew any substantial amount, like the ship had already sailed. Right. That's. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people ask me this all the time and, and like, I, th- I feel like they're coming at me, you know, sometimes just to relate. Like they want they want to know, oh, did you know oh, you played football, too, or whatever? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't even know what the plays are. I don't know what all the positions are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know the rules, um, you know, or, or sometimes they're just curious. But like a lot of times, especially in the fitness world, it's, you know, when, when clients and stuff like that are talking to me. They're kind of saying, coming at it from the angle of, 
you know, you've always, you've always, this has always been easy for you. You've always been athletic. You've always done this. And because you're in this industry because you probably had a passion right. for athletics. Ex- yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And like that really, that really couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it just, it's just not, you know, like I said, I quit playing sports in junior high really. And just got into music. That was, that was actually my scene. I started playing guitar and then I played, you know, piano and a bunch of different instruments. And that was my jam. You know, I liked a wide range of music. Um, I listened to it. I played it and it was, it was my thing, you know, and that was my thing all the way up to college is actually when I started lifting. Well, I was going to say when our clients would ask you and Mm -hmm. you you would tell them it's, they were just so like shocked and, but happy and like, wow. So it wasn't always easy for you. It it was not always easy for me. you didn't have a desire to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't easy. And it, you know, it came about. So I, so I guess that's what I want to say is that like a lot of times people think that I'm just like playing to my strengths, right? Like you were an athlete. So you, you're familiar with the gym world. So that's where you're going or that's why, that's why you do this for a living. Yeah. And like, actually the opposite is true is it was something I came into later and it wasn't my strength at all. But I fell in love with it because of how strong and powerful it made me feel, you know. And so, you know, in high school, you know, I got to say, like, I did not I don't know how to say this, like, without sounding braggadocious, but like I did not try in high school. You know, I just got grades, good grades and I didn't study and I just didn't school. You know, I just didn't enjoy it, you know, but but I could get good, good enough grades. Right. And then I got to college and. You can't really do that in college. You know, you, you kind of have to study you, and you have to have study skills. <laughs> you have, you know, like you have to understand how to structure your life, which I didn't really have because in, in, in high school I, I worked and I went to high school. Right. So I, I had to be at school at a certain time. I left at a certain time. I had to be at work at a certain time. I left and that was it. That was all. That was literally the only thing in the world I had to worry about. I didn't have to manage any of my own time basically. And, you know, college, there was also an opportunity or many opportunities to have a good time, you know, to go out drinking to all hours of the night. And I just I couldn't put it all together, like the lack of structure, the abundance of partying. It just really. I mean, it just it was a downhill spiral, because now not only do you just have the natural sort of anxiousness that you would feel for having no structure in your life, not having it centered around anything, you know, and, and like the constant, like, Oh shit, I forgot. I was supposed to be at this class at this time. Oh man, I was supposed to have this paper done. Yeah. Well, I was going to say there's, when you look at college routine is actually kind of a hard thing to get into because mm-hmm. your class times change every day, right? right. Maybe your wake up and your go to sleep time changes based on your social calendar. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like you're, the way that you eat can be different again, based on your class schedule or when you look at routine, it's just, it's really hard to get a handle on it. Well, in college. I mean, for some of us, let's, let's, let's say this. If I knew if I got up, I know that classes aren't starting earlier than eight. I know they're not going past four thirty. So if I just knew that, you know, eight to four thirty was school time. And whether I was at the library studying, which I didn't go to the library until I was a junior, by the way. So whether I would, <laughs> so whether I was at the library we studying, had a beautiful library. There. Yeah, I found that out pretty late in the game, <laughs> and you know, I, I could have done that, but I didn't. I didn't know how to do that. It was either 
so show up to class. And if class is mandatory, then I show up for class. If class is not mandatory. I'm not going to class. Period. And, you know, and, and, and so that creates this whole like stress, you know, because you're constantly just there's all these open loops in your brain when I think there's something due, like I hope, you know, whatever. And so there's that stress, there's anxiety. And then there's actually like I felt like legitimately stupid. Like I was like, I'm dumb. I cannot get good grades. Which which is funny because looking back, hindsight, it's like, of course, of course you couldn't get good. Like you could have if you tried, if you would have gone to bed at a reasonable hour, not been hung over 90 percent of the time, like life would have been fine. But, you know, that's that's where I was and that's where I was kind of swirling. So around, um, you know, like it was sophomore. Uh, yeah, I think it was sophomore year. It was sophomore year. It's 2002. Um, you know, I was just like just really I mean, depressed is what it is. I mean, depressed is what it is. Anxiety, depression, in just not doing myself any favors because staying up till 2 a.m. and sleeping till noon, you know, without ever accomplishing a damn thing, of course you're going to feel anxious and stressed and depressed. Right. But I didn't know how to break that cycle. And yeah, so, you were kind of just living a life of chaos, it sounds chaos. like. Chaos. Yes, that's it. That's the best way to say it. I was living life of chaos. Yeah. And so, um, so lifting-wise, I just... You know, I was um, I was home for Christmas break. So it's like, you know, Christmas break, December sometime. And um, there's this <laughs> there's this dude on the real world who is from one of the suburbs around here. And everybody was talking about how jacked he was. And I was like, that dude is jacked. And it was like just watching it like the first time, like the kind of light bulb went off my head. I'm like, I could be jacked, too. Like that's completely within my control. Like, all I have to do is put in the work, you know? And so I started cruising, cruising the internet and stuff like that. And so this is in the early days of internet marketing. So this is kind of the fact that, so I found a program. It's called Gaining Mass by Anthony Ellis. Amazing program. It was $97. So the fact that it went on the internet and paid money to somebody I didn't know, you know, $97. And I got this program. It's kind of crazy in 2002. But I got it. And, the, and it came. And it was a big textbook. Uh, about weightlifting. It was another completely separate textbook about nutrition. It was, it had all the tape measures, body fat calipers, all that sort of stuff to measure your progress. And then it came with a spiral bound journal um, with a 12 week program laid out in it, you know, with little spots where you can fill in your weights and all this stuff. And I loved it. Like I read that, I read all that stuff cover to cover. Like I was totally into it way more than I was in school. Um, but it was such a scientific approach. It was such a methodical approach. I never felt like, oh, I'm not good at this. I can't do it. You know, I, it, it just made sense in my head. Like, um, you know, it's not chaotic at all. It's very methodical. It's very step by step. And so I went back to school like a week early. So Christmas break is what, like five weeks? Yeah, we get a long time. Christmas break is five weeks. In the fraternity, you get, you, we come back a week early. For hazing, <laughs> um, which I guess probably not really a thing anymore. But I came back a week before that and I was just living by myself in the frat house, you know, so it's, it's a house big enough for 80, 90 guys. I'm there by myself and I'm there by myself because I just want to focus on nothing but this. This is all I want to do is just eat. And I went to Meyer. I got chicken in like rice packets, you know, microwavable mm -hmm. rice. Uh, and I just wanted to eat all the food he told me to eat. Um you know, 
lift the weights. And most importantly, like I was, I didn't want anybody to see me. So we had a pretty nice weight room at the fraternity house, had a squat rack, power rack, incline bench, bench press, you know, full set of dumbbells. And I couldn't bench press with the 45 pound weights on it. So that's 135 pounds. So like a standard one plate, I couldn't bench press one plate on each side. So I didn't want anybody to see me bench pressing with the 25 pounders on each side. You know, so I figured I needed this head start. So that's, that's what I did. And, you know, honestly, like I never, I just never looked back. So people are like, oh, it came natural to you, this and that. It, I don't know that it came natural to me. I mean, I've been lifting from or a long time, like yeah. 2002, so 19 years now. And I don't have superhuman levels of strength. I'm not a super athlete or whatever you want to call it, but like, I just really enjoy it. You know, and, and, and you I, study it. Like and you, I study, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I study it because I enjoy it. Like it's a whole thing. And <clears throat> you know, when people say like, "How do you enjoy it?" Well, I enjoy the way it makes me feel. Like it's it plays into the bigger vision in my life. But most importantly, at that time, you know, I love to just be like, "Well, you know," ever since that semester, I got straight A's and was just totally jacked and you know, felt great about myself. And I I can't necessarily say that that's true. But what happened was I had something to center my life around now. I'm like, all right, well, I want to use the weight. Like I'm definitely going to get my lifts in like square one. So like lifting was more important than class. Um, But then, so I'm like, okay, I want to get my lifts in and I want to do it when nobody's there, which is going to be like these times. And okay, so I'm going to be in the weight room here on these days. And then, you know, I need to give like, you know, it was, it was the old like five meals and three snacks bulking program. So I need to be up at like 7 a.m. in order to eat, which means I'm going to bed sober at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And, well, I'm not hung over and I'm up early. I may as well start going to class. How about it? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was there's this whole positive upward spiral, spiral that happened because there was just something to, to center my life around and to, and to build some structure. And then, you know, because that structure came in, that chaos turned to peace, you know, and it, it certainly wasn't like an overnight transformation by any stretch of the imagination, but it was, it was definitely, you know, I felt like I had traction and it gave me something to work on and in that, you know, awareness, I guess, of my habits and, and how they affected me, not only physically, but, but mentally and emotionally as well. And, you know, looking back, it's like that thing, just like that little thing, that little book, that little, just learning how to lift weights on my own. That was your vehicle. That was it. That was my vehicle. Like that. I don't know what, I don't know what else would have came along at that period of my life. That would have excited you like that. That would have excited me and given me something to work on. Right. Cause I was a few years later. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I may not have lasted in school long enough to actually meet you if I didn't start lifting. So, um, that's really cool. I didn't actually know all that. Yeah. So it's, is it natural to me? It's natural to me now. It's as natural as breathing and drinking water Mm -hmm. because it's, it's that much ingrained in who I am, but it's, it's also because I know that it's, it's a pillar. It's literally a pillar of my life. And Like, I'm just going to do, there's no second thought. There's just no way, like you didn't know all that, but you, you know how it makes me feel. So there's just like, no, there's no way anybody who's going to be close to me is, 
there, everybody who's close to me is going to understand like, that's just a thing that I do and it's part of who I am. And it's, and it's a non-negotiable, you know, and we, we just, we just got off call with our clients too, where we did a little thing about like self-leadership and teasing out your values and your wants and your needs and you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, that's, that's my need. And and I know that and I protect that time for you. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And so many times people, they don't protect that. Either they don't protect that time for themselves or they don't understand why it's a need. Or I think the most common one is like, oh, I feel kind of guilty about taking that time for myself. Yeah. You know, and so so they that's, they could be busy doing something else or taking care of something else or someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. And so, so people are like, well, you're so disciplined. You're so this, you're you're so that I'm like, no, I just, no, it's, it's not discipline at all. It's like when you're tired, you go to sleep, you know, when you, if you need, when you're thirsty, you drink water, when you're thirsty, you drink water, you know, you have certain things you do, you do during the day and that's one of them period. And it's got nothing to do with discipline. And it's got everything to do with how it makes me feel and, and how it helps lay a foundation for a better life for me. And so I forgot where we even go with the story, but did you play sports? Oh yeah. Did I play sports? So, so basically that turned into your business and your passion and it turned into my business and my passion. Absolutely. And <clears throat> you know, I guess, I guess with the whole like playing sports things too is there's another reason people don't get started and it's because they can't let go of the story that they're not athletic. You know what I mean? That's not for me. That's for athletic people or, you know, X, Y, and Z. I can't do that because I'm not smart. I can't have that job because I didn't have this degree. We, we, we come up with all these things. It's just like, no, I mean, you can literally do whatever you want. Um, But if, if it, if it lights you up, you'll do it. And if it lights you up and it do it and you do it and it makes you feel alive, you'll do it consistently enough because it excites you. You'll do it consistently enough to actually get good at it and it can be life changing. So did I play sports? Like, no, I didn't play sports. But I mean, I did start jujitsu by the at the age of 30 or 29, just about to be 30 and started competing, you know, in my 30s. And everybody at the school was like didn't know that that wasn't my background because it was just by that point, it was just a part of me. Mm-hmm. And there, there was no like, you know, and there's guys who are wrestling in college. You know, there's there guys who play football in college and there was never a feeling of like, Paul's not an athlete. These are the athletes. You know, it was just, just was. I completely let go of that story that I wasn't athletic. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why people always ask me that too. I don't know, but I, I don't, I don't hold that. I don't, I don't hold that limiting belief anymore. Like, Oh, that's not for me. Right. I don't know, it was maybe a little bit of a long aside, but uh, the point is, I guess, that sometimes stories hold us back. Yeah. And sometimes we tell stories about other people because that's sometimes what's going on when people ask me that question is they're telling themselves a story about me. And it's like, that's not true. And by telling yourself that story about me, that I'm this, that I was Johnny football hero, which I absolutely was not, you're giving yourself an excuse Oh, I guess I don't really have to do it because that's for that's for Johnny Football Hero, and and I was and I was queen of the debate club or whatever. Right, doesn't matter. It can be for anyone. Your your old stories don't matter. All that matters is are you excited about it now? And do you understand how freaking good it's going to make you feel? 
And do you understand how it's going to add to the quality of your life? That's what I was going to say. It is going to add to the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think if you, if you understand those things, don't worry about what you did before. Don't, you know, don't worry about the fact that you tried CrossFit and didn't like it or, you know, not even a rag on CrossFit or step aerobics, whatever that you did something and you didn't like it. Who cares? What do you like? I was just going to say, you just have to find something you like and then it might turn into a love it, but don't do it if you hate it. You have to like it first. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's such a huge one too. A lot of people, um, you know, especially like kind of in the, the fitness world is a little bit like culty. You know what I mean? So it's like, you'll, you'll hear these stories of CrossFit or kettlebells or, um, what's some of the other ones that people do that, you know, Bikram yoga. Yeah. Like like you hear these stories where people just, Oh, I walk in and I fell in love and, and I had this amazing transformation. And then people start going like, you just, you fell in love with that. And then they feel like, well, I don't, I hate that. I'm not, I, so I must not be a fit person, but like the world is just, I mean, there's the fitness world is so broad and wide and deep. Just find something that excites you and then go do it. But like, I promise you this, you know, when you find the thing that excites you, it'll be so easy to be consistent with it. And then when you're consistent with it, there's just no stopping the benefits. It's on autopilot at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess there's a couple morals of the story, but, <laughs> um, but the point is, you know, don't tell yourself stories about yourself or about other people. I would say that's kind of a big one, you know, but more importantly is, you know, don't, don't think that you have to play to your strengths just because you didn't do something before or didn't do it well before. You don't, you don't have, you don't ever have to be good at something. You can just do it because you simply enjoy it, Yeah. you know, and because of the way it makes you feel. I'm living proof. I am the most intermediate lifter you'll ever find, <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy it. Right. You know, I mean, but I enjoy it and, and because, because I enjoy it, it as the quality of my life in a way that I literally couldn't even envision life without it. Right. So, all right, well, we're going to leave it there. We just kind of want to share that story with you guys. Cause it's a funny one. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.